Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kinds of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. Inside Scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go! This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter, even though I don't sound like him. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter 75 I am at CJB underscore RR, and I do not sound like Ben right now. No, and neither does Kane McCutcheon, who's joining us today. Kane, what's going on? What's going on, guys? I'm back. All right, yeah, so we're recording the day before Thanksgiving because, you know, why not? Rangers news broke today, and I thought that maybe we would start with that today. Uh, CJ and I had talked about it. Kane and I had talked about it. Everyone I know that's a Rangers fan and I had talked about it. And I met the man at the Do It For Dirt Foundation thing uh, back in October. The Rangers have hired Mike Maddox to be their pitching coach. CJ, I'm pretty psyched about it. How about you? I'm elated. Uh, it's rare, t- to be honest, to to see uh, players, much less coaches, uh, return to an organization uh, after they were let go. I mean, obviously, the, the Bannister, yeah, there was just some turnover there with when Jeff Bannister was hired. And I mean, that's to be expected, even though I was hoping, you know, Maddox wouldn't go nowhere. But yeah. Um, but you saw it like it with with Juan Gonzalez before, you know, a couple of Rangers greats, uh, Juan Gonzalez, Pudge Rodriguez come back to Texas towards the end of their careers. And uh, Kenny Rogers came back multiple times and Darren Oliver came back multiple times. Bobby Witt came back twice. Josh Hamilton, Josh Hamilton. So uh, it's kind of rare, but I mean, <sighs> people must like it here in Texas for whatever reason. They move here to play and they stay. Yeah, because so, he, he still lives here. That's the thing. Yeah. He still lives in the Dallas area. Yeah. So there, I mean, there you go. And and gosh, what a I mean, you saw the turnaround whenever yeah. Nolan Ryan 
and, and John Daniels, I'll go ahead and combine them. I'm not going to get into that whole deal. Um, we've already, we've already beaten that horse beyond yeah. death. Like he's oh, not yeah. even, he's, he's in purgatory. He's not allowed to go anywhere now, but, uh, you know, it's the turnaround that it, it turned on with that pitching staff and it happened immediately. Yeah. Young pitchers. They had a couple veteran guys, uh, in Maddox and, and the bullpen came alive. I mean, it was just an instant turnaround, and it was great to see. And when I heard that there was a possibility that he could be – he's the leading candidate. Yeah. I was like, like maybe with players, maybe, you know. But, you know, towards the end of the career, come back to where you – you know, well, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But with a, with a coach that was essentially let go to come back, uh, obviously he likes the organization. Uh, JD's not here anymore. I don't know – what his relationship is with uh, with Chris Young, but uh, obviously <laughs> Chris Young knows what he's doing. Yeah, uh, that, that's a hell of a hire, and I was super excited to to read that news today. Can you remember him his first time here, winning, going to both those World Series, turning that uh, pitching staff around? Were you excited by the news? Yeah, I definitely remember it, and I like what CJ said about you know players coming back, and then he mentioned this is a coach coming back. I mean, this dude can flat out, right? Like his play, his teams in fifteen seasons, he's made the playoffs eleven times, right? Yeah. With the Rangers, four straight seasons of team ERAs under four, the Rangers haven't had that since. So, like, this is a veteran guy who's been there, done that. Like you mentioned, yeah. wants to be here. Uh, to me, it's a 10 out of 10 hire, and Chris Young continues to put together 10 out of 10 hires, right? Bruce Bochy. Let's look at Bruce Bochy's staff. you got Will Venable on that staff now. You bring Mike Maddox onto that staff now. Not to mention the guys you hired last offseason were 10 out of 10 hires. To me, Donnie Ecker, Tim Hires are back. Um, mm-hmm. It's a heck of a staff they got, a championship staff for sure. Oh, speaking of championships, that you that's a perfect lead right there. Good job, Kane. Go for into, it, Ben. Into Dayton Moore. The the mm-hmm. Rangers have hired Dayton Moore as well today. A little less uh, exciting for Rangers fans because they don't know him, but he did build a World Series team they in Kansas should. City. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, he built two of them. He is, uh, he is another great hire. He's not the general manager. He's the assistant, but it's kind of the job that Chris Young had for John Daniels. Baseball operations. Yeah. Yeah, head of baseball operations. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he. It's kind of funny because how 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 this thing kind of lined up because I believe Daniels was hired or moved up to general manager in 2005, if I'm not mistaken, and then sure enough, Dayton Moore has moved up to general manager in Kansas City in 2006. And like you mentioned, he totally rebuilt the farm system. Uh, the guys that they had on that team, I mean, I, I to be honest, I don't remember a huge free agent signing or a trade that they made, they, they grew those guys. Yeah. So, and that's what, that's the Rangers have put a, a very high importance on developing your own because you can, you can move them for assets. The Rangers are, you know, they're better off financially uh, with the flexibility is at least than Kansas city is, but so they have the ability to do that and take on bigger contracts. Yeah. They've made it clear. Uh, with the with the with the targets that they that we're hearing that they are going to spend this offseason. Now we we talked about this a couple times uh, in in a couple earlier podcasts that the Chris Chris uh, Chris Young said they're not going to spend like they did last year. Okay, that doesn't mean they're not going to spend. I mean, yeah, they spent half a billion dollars, half last a bill, year. over half a billion dollars yeah. last year. So 
you know, no, they're not going to spend, you know, over half a billion dollars this off season. Now it's plug and play. Plug them, yeah. you know, find guys that are going to fit what you want to lead the team forward, compete in 2022 and, and beyond. So right now the Rangers are in, in good shape. And I'd like to hear what Kane has to think about that. I know you were probably in the womb still in 14 and 15, <laughs> right? Um, when you mentioned John Daniels hired 2005, uh, that was born in 2005. I know, but no, this is a um, like you said, a guy that's built two World Series teams, built them from within. And look, I mean, it just didn't work out in Kansas City, right? That rebuild didn't go as quickly as they wanted it to. Yeah. All in all, led to him being fired. But as someone that has a relationship with Chris Young, that's where Chris Young spent his final years of his career. And Moore was the general manager. So it's another good hire of someone that has big league experience. And I mean, I like it. Yeah, one thing I'll say, and you, CJ, you already mentioned this, but Chris Young is putting together a a winning front office right now, and he's starting to put together a winning team. I've been pretty impressed with everything he's been able to do as a rookie, you know, general manager and president of baseball operations. Absolutely, it's it's he he <laughs> as as we discussed when the the John Daniels firing happened, he had no idea that it happened until yeah. the day of. And so he hit the ground running. I mean, he <laughs> and once once that once that clock started ticking in the off season, it, he's just he's just firing on all cylinders. And and I think, I mean, it's it's hard to say they're hits right now, but we believe that yeah. they are. Uh, so well, they all have the pedigree. Bruce oh, Bochy yeah. has the pedigree. You know, Moore has the pedigree. Mike Maddox has the pedigree. So they all have that pedigree of you know being successful, building teams to to play and compete for a world championship. And and Chris Young has relationships with now the new president of baseball operations, uh, with the with the manager. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's got relationships with it's 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 a it's a tight knit group that was there, and probably. <laughs> really helped groom him along to be at the point where he's at now. Yeah. And so they're willing to go to work for him. And that's, that's neat to me. I think that's really neat. And yeah, this, this, the staff, the the coaching staff and the front office hires that have happened recently. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And Dayton Moore. Yeah. He brings a, he's a two-time world champion. I mean, he built that team and like Kane said, the rebuild uh, the second time around just, just yeah. kind of didn't work out. You know, and they they let them go. Uh, so, you know, thanks, yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kansas we'll City. Take That's it. great. All right, I wanted to move on to free agent pitchers. There are so many names being floated out there, but the two I hear the most are Jacob Degrom and uh, Carlos Rodon. So, Kane, I'll start with you. Which one do you want to see, or do you want to see both of them? And who do you think the Rangers are going to wind up picking up? Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to see both of them. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to happen, but no. uh, uh, starting with Rodon, I think he's the most, the Rangers seem to be the most realistic suitor for him. The most serious suitor uh, in my last article, I put it at 45%, um, which is high, which is really high, but I really like those chances. Um, he's proven that he can stay on the field. Uh, and he's been really good these past two years. One thing I really like about him is he's only 29 compared yeah. to the Grom who's 34 and Merlin who's 39. He just, so just, really like, he just turned 30, just turned 30. Oh, okay. but, still, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. a lot younger. No, but I, I like, I like him, um, for sure. Definitely, definitely a 
honestly, I feel like he's kind of flown under the radar in a sense, yeah. as far as the best pitchers in the game. And oh, it's going to take a lot, but they're willing to spend. I think that's super realistic. As far as the Grom goes, I don't hate the Rangers chances to land him, but I do have concerns with the age and health a little bit. Yep. Uh, he's still the best pitcher in baseball and you yeah. don't have to give up prospects to get him. I'd say overall go for it, but if you don't land them, so what you pivot to somebody else. I put those chances at in my last article, I put it at 35. So I right. like it. All right, CJ, I, well, who do you think and, and, and why? Well, the, 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 the Grom thing is funny because he opted out of his contract with the, the Mets making 30 and a half million dollars to a test free agency at age 34. That's pretty ballsy. <laughs> so uh, obviously he's betting on himself. Yeah. Um, I don't know what his agent had to say about that, but uh, he's betting on himself. And what's funny is after he opted out, he reached out to the Rangers yeah. and told them he was interested in coming to Texas. So it was, it was, it was the opposite. So uh, that's interesting. And yeah. Age 34. It, the, the years would have to be right. I mean, and yeah, the health as he gets older, He's already had a few seasons where, I mean, it's just, he hasn't been able to be on the mound. When he's on the mound, he's awesome. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just, I, I think the odds, honestly, I'll, I'll kind of reverse on Kane here of him coming in over Rodon is more likely. Although I agree with Kane that I'd rather have Rodon cause he's younger. He's left-handed. Yep. And he's, he's, proven he's healthy the past two seasons he pitched he pitched that uh, fantastic so yeah yeah um i'd go with rodon um you got clayton kershaw who obviously we've, we've talked about that chris bassett yeah sabrino yep verlander but he's 40 so yeah, yeah but he won the cy young at, the, at 39 yeah so that he, dude is that dude's the tom brady of baseball right now well yeah. tom brady before this season yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I don't really think they're going to be playing around too much in the mid tier starting pitcher. No, we have enough I prospects. I think, and honestly, I wouldn't even say Evaldi Bassett is someone that's been thrown around, but I feel like they're they're really focusing on the top end. And someone you guys didn't mention is the Japanese kid, Kodai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're one of the top contenders to land him, yep. but that's going to be tough because without teams are not having to pay a posting fee or give up draft. It's, it's, a, it's a free agent. Yep. We're Just looking at like agent. a quarter of the league going after him. So oh, that's yeah. going to be tough. But I, I mean, I think as far as teams that are, you know, could potentially land him, but that's going to be tough. I see him kind of going with the Padres because of you, Darvish, and kind of, kind of, you know, he has someone. He has someone that he at least can play with and speak to. And, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of my gut thinks he might wind up in San Diego. No, I like the Padres there. I like the Padres. I like the, um, the giants, the Mariners, the blue. Yeah. Uh, they're there, but yeah, all those West coast teams, I they're in, you yeah. know, yeah. all of them. Yep. All right. Uh, trades. I was didn't want to specifically talk about trade ins tonight. I wanted to ask you guys, and I'll start with you on this one, CJ trade outs. Who do you think will not be a Ranger in the minor league system if the Rangers trade for starting pitching? Give me like your top three or four you think could move. Man, I hate to say it because some of these guys we've had, I mean, a lot of these guys we've had on here. Yeah, and we like a whole lot. We love them, man. And Blaine Krim is one. He was not added to the 40-man. Yep. So if he doesn't hit 
uh, the Rule Five draft, which he shouldn't. He, I don't he's think not, he will. He's not ready. Nobody's going to take that risk. I mean, maybe they will, and you know, they decide, okay, yeah, he's not ready. He's not going to make the roster, and then he comes back to Texas. But you want to be able to trade him in the off season, not in spring training or at the end of spring training. So, <sighs> Eric Nadell mentioned this to us. Leiru Tavares is on the table. Bubba Thompson's on the table. Everybody's on the table. There's yeah. maybe Evan Carter. You take him off. Owen White. You take him off. Uh, Cole Reagans is on that list too. Not not the not the in, but on the out. Which yeah, we love Cole. Yep. Um, but it's oh, there's so yeah. many of them. Really, I mean everybody. Justin Foscue, uh, Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ezekiel I mean, Duran and Josh Smith are completely blocked at the major league level. Yeah, uh, you're infield set. So yeah, I mean, you've got all four infield positions now pretty much solidified. I mean, Josh Young, I know we say that he's barely played any, but he is the future third baseman. That is the that is part of the Rangers plan. He's going to get this year, no matter what, even if he sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's almost easier at that question to say who you want to keep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would be more of like Jack Leiter would be on that list. Yep. White, Kumar Rocker, Rock Porter. Uh, Evan Carter. Yep. Other than that, it's kind of fair game, and that mm-hmm. sucks for people like Acuna. Yep. And Cole yeah, Acuna. I forgot to mention him. And yeah. people like that, but Justin Foscue. But it's it's really fair game, and but I also think they need to make a trade. They have so many yes. prospects. They need to unload some, so it's gonna suck. But um, I've said this multiple times on here. You got to unload some of them, and you know. Very few prospects is their spot is safe. Yeah, I would have. Oh, go ahead, CJ. It's it's like a like lettuce. You don't want to leave it out to spoil. Yeah. You don't want to let these guys just sit there and rot in the minors. You want to take care, take advantage of their peak in the minors. And I think Cole Wynn is on that list for sure. Yep, uh, Kane. That's a good mention. Yep. Um, and you know, I could see a deal like a big trade that involves him, Foscu. Uh, Jonathan Ornelas. Jonathan Ornelas. Uh, Who got added to the 40 man, by the yes, way. Yes, he's on the 40 man. Yep. And uh, you've got Zach Kent. I mean, gosh. Uh, yeah, the names that, that uh, Kane mentioned are pretty much, those are the guys that are not going to let go of. What about, uh, what do you guys think about Dustin Harris? That's another one. Do you think he's un- do you think he's untouchable or do you think he's one that could be moved? One that could be moved. Uh, no, I don't think he's untouchable. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they really want to keep him, but they would trade him for the right part. For the right part. But yeah, yeah you might see a, a big package of, of the guys that we mentioned going yeah. for a big, big named starter. Yeah, and or, another one, another one I thought of, Aaron Zavala is another one who mm-hmm. they're really happy with him. He's a college player, pretty polished. But again, you know, if the right deal comes along, they're ready to win now. Mm-hmm. It's time. Yeah. So they uh, we'll see. Uh, the winter meetings are coming up, and yeah. that's that's when we're. I mean, usually it in years past, back when Kane was in the womb, um, the winter meetings man was a flurry of yeah. signings. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 and then uh, trades happening. I mean, just it's crazy. Uh, we didn't have smartphones back then. So all of us were glued to our computers, watching ESPN and refreshing every five minutes. Yep. And that's how we found out. Yep. But the winter meetings were crazy. And now that it's slowed down really. So, but that's, I always say the, 
the winter meetings are the official or the official unofficial start to free agency. Yeah. So we, we, unfortunately we got to wait a little bit longer, but we're going to start getting some answers before we know we're going to look up and some things are going to be happening. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm super excited about it. Uh, judging by uh, like we've talked about already it, they're, they're building to win. They've got a, a yeah. winning front office, a winning staff, coaching staff. They're not going to mess around anymore. It's, yeah. it's either you're here and you make it. And if not, you're not, you know, so I agree. That's, All right, let's that. skip. Let's skip talking about the pen till next time because I want to actually get more into that and, and go in depth. And I don't. I don't want to go for an hour tonight. We're not Jeff and John, after all. You know, we don't. We don't sit there and listen to ourselves talk for an hour, John. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I know he listens to our podcast, so I should get a text about that comment. Um. Anyway, one more thing I wanted to ask you guys. First of all, can we all agree that Judge is not coming to Texas? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so we can all agree the judge is not coming here. Yeah. And this name keeps getting bantered around, you guys. I mean, we need one more power hitting outfielder. I mean, thoughts Joey on Gallo. old Joey Gallo. I no. No. I've it's one thing when you, you we've we've seen enough of him to know what he is. Yeah. We've seen it personally here. Yeah. We know what he is. And and what he what he did after he was traded, thank goodness we got the haul we did for him. Yeah. Because man, he had a rough year there in New York. After he get, he went to New York and then to L.A., hit under two hundred. I mean, geez, uh, he looked a lot better in L.A. But you, I mean, it's not hard to look a lot better than hitting oh ninety eight or whatever he was hitting for the Yankees this year. Yeah, it was it was bad, and I understand it's kind of a Martin Perez type deal where you know the the he came back after some time away. And things just clicked. I mean, you rarely see guys. There was only two players that accepted the qualifying offer this year. Yeah. Most years, nobody does. Yep. And Perez accepted it. Of course, it's a huge raise, which, yeah. he, which he wholeheartedly deserves. Oh, he totally deserved it. Yeah. Four and a half million last year. So, yeah. I mean, he took it because he's like, hey, I'm comfortable here. I mean, so maybe they can work out a, a long-term deal. You know, they got time now. I mean, yeah. And he's he's willing to give them that time. So, uh, and I, with Joey Gallo, I just, I love the guy. He yeah. Was, he was fun to watch, especially when he got hot. Oh yeah. He's a funny, funny player, you know, funny guy had, had fun out there, had a rut, great defense and base running. Yeah. Good speed or excellent speed for a guy his size. But I just have seen enough of him in a Rangers uniform and away the past, you know, yeah. since he came up that that's, that's I don't think that's something you want to bring back in to push forward with. No, it's definitely not. I don't hate it, but I'd far from love it. Like, yeah. I could see the I could see the reason someone would want to bring in Joey Gallo. The shift is getting banned next year, right? If from the Rangers perspective, he's comfortable here. You know, he played decent here, but at the same time, I would not even come close. I mean, there's so many other options and I'm thinking right now that Mitch Hanniger is going to be a super realistic option for the Rangers to bring in because they've had interest in him and the angels just traded for Hunter Renfro, which is going to take them out of those sweepstakes. So that pretty much leaves the Rangers and the Dodgers to kind of, you know, be favorites for him. So I really like bringing in him, someone that didn't play a lot last year, but was good when he did played when he did pull and um, 
I don't know. I like the upside there yeah. with Hanniger more than I like the upside with Gallo. Big time. Yep. And and you've also got Jock Peterson. Yep. I've, I've heard this name thrown around. Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brandon Nemo. So he's going back to the Giants. I, I bet. I bet. So, but, but uh, no, Benintendi's good. Yeah. It might be a little more than they're good. They're willing to pay for an outfielder this year. But um, I mean, someone that hit, he hit 304 last year with yeah. the Royal the Yankees. So, um, that's yep. definitely a good option. Nimmo, Nimmo's going to get, he's going to get a bag this year for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would right. say, I would say Hanniger and Ben Nintendi though. Yeah. And Ben Nintendi, apparently he, uh, there was something with his swing that he made an adjustment with and, uh, made the all-star team this past year for the first time. So, yeah. And he's, he's 28, uh, yeah, 28, 27, 20, yeah, 28, I think. And man, that's a, that's a, <laughs> Seven year, that's a long term deal, like a real long term deal yeah. that you can get. And I mean, obviously, I <laughs> the numbers have gotten astronomical in baseball as far as free yeah. agents goes. And Corey Seager's not worth $350 million, <laughs> but you know what? They wanted him and then they threw yep. it at him. And so if they really want Ben Intendi, I think that uh, I guess Bob, I want to say Bob Simpson and Ray Davis, but more Ray Davis because he's more more in the spotlight is the ownership, but has given him the green light to yeah. go, just go. Um, and I, I would love to see Benintendi, uh, Nemo. Oh man. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to get a ton. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be around that Corey Seager number. I would say, do so you think we'll be finding Nemo somewhere else? Close. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if it'd be that much, but he's gonna get paid. I mean, he's a good player. He can play the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. He had like he has like plus six defensive runs saved this year, and he swung it well. I mean, he can play center. He's a good player, but uh, yeah. he's not gonna wind up here. He's looking like he's gonna. My, I think he's gonna go back to the Mets. I think so too. And and you mentioned Hanniger. You're taking a, a impact player, a guy that, <laughs> a guy that uh, has been a thorn in our side. You know, since he's been in Seattle, you yeah. take him away from Seattle and put him on your team. Yeah. I mean, like we did with Vlad. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a win win. And he's 32. Uh, they're obviously, they signed Simeon to a seven year deal when he was 32 when last year, wasn't he? When they signed him. So that yes. age is not a factor there. So yeah. if they want him, they'll pay. Like they did yeah. Seeger or Simeon. Seeger. Yep. Simeon. Seattle either. <laughs> Hanniger's not going back to Seattle. They no. just got Oscar Hernandez. They're, he's not going back. So. No, yeah. he's not. All right, guys. Great talk tonight. Before we got off the air, since this is the week of Thanksgiving and we're recording this on the night before Thanksgiving, I wanted all of us to say one thing that we were thankful for for this year. All right, I'll start with you, Kane. Uh, this year, man, I was thankful. One thing, I just got to be I'm thankful for God, man, just giving me all these opportunities and just – Continuing to bless my life. Second thing, some high school football, baby. Send Tampa State. <laughs> you guys are still rolling in the playoffs. Still rolling. Took down Tasco, so Kane made sure I knew it. But I, I'm not. I'm not from Amarillo. I'm from Hereford, so we always played Tasco to start the season when I was playing, and we always beat the crap out of them. They weren't very good back then. So, but of course, we went to a state championship, and uh, 
during when I was in high school. Not I wasn't playing, of course. That's why. That's why we went. You know, I wasn't the quarterback then. I was the quarterback after that. That's why. You know, but um, I'm thankful for. uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna double up on uh, Kane here and say thankful for God. Uh, Somehow he keeps. He keeps sticking with me. (laughs) Um, And slash a clean bill of health which actually goes yeah. with 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 the god thing um you know i've had some back issues and I'd, uh, i hadn't talked about it on the podcast but i missed a little time with the concussion yep um it was a, a fluke deal where uh i actually don't exactly remember quite like the, the fall but <laughs> got up in the middle of the night i fell asleep on my couch and i was watching seinfeld and uh, I, all I remember is getting up and stretching. And then I just assume that, you know, sometimes when you get up and you stretch real good and, you, and your, your head is real fuzzy and, you know, you feel like you're going to faint. Yeah. I don't know if I fainted or it, when my head hit the wall is when I knocked out. But yeah. Um, and the same thing happened to my little cousin a, a few months back too. Uh, he's 12, 13. And my, my uncle had it on video. He's got a camera in his living room. And they're getting ready for for school in the morning, had breakfast. And you just see him stretch and then, <laughs> I mean, hit his head hard. Yeah, and concussions then, are a big deal. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Um, it took, I mean, I guess it was a pretty, pretty damn good one because it took uh, just about three weeks before I started yeah. to feel somewhat normal again. It was just it's yeah. terrible. But yeah, so, but right now, um, all's looking good. I'm enjoying the podcast i am thankful for that to one b yeah see that was gonna i'm, I'm gonna go chalk here i'm thankful for waltons ah. i mean they've been with us for over a year now sponsoring us you know helping us out helping us upgrade equipment it's the reason we're on youtube now because i was able to pay for a zoom subscription thanks to to waltons and i just wanted to thank them you know you got to thank your sponsors like you know that's like that's a given you know and then mm-hmm. a second thing i was going to say you guys because if i was doing this by myself still i wouldn't be doing it anymore like yeah. this podcast would be over if I was doing it by myself. This is the third time I've started it. Every other time it stopped because I went up doing it by myself and it was too much work, you know, for not getting paid for it. So I want to thank you guys, which I did on Twitter earlier today, shout out, but I want to thank you guys for, you know, keeping this sucker afloat. And like I said on Twitter, I think we're going to be around for a while. And I think, uh, I think both of you guys are going to be a big part of what this podcast does. Yeah, I cannot, I can't, can't do it. Can't do any better than that, Ben. Kane, just don't forget about us when you get all big and famous. Yeah. I won't. I won't. Trust me. Trust me. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.